in the span of one semester, the like ultimate project for the class resulted in someone making a board game, someone else roasting a quail and bringing it to mm-hmm. class. Me, I sewed a doll. Welcome back to Cousin Time. Sometimes you choose your friends, sometimes you choose your cousins. Jessica and Cameron are college friends turned post-grad roommates learning to navigate the world. Join us as we reminisce on our childhoods, rationalize our Sunday scaries, and ruminate what exactly we set out for ourselves to do when we chose a liberal arts university. Yeah, because the thing is, is that is a conscious choice that girls make. And like, I don't think anyone fully knows what they're getting into when they sign up for that deal. You know what I mean? Right. And I didn't know until not even like my freshman year, I didn't know until I saw my siblings go to state schools, Mm. the differences between a public large state school and a small private liberal arts school. No, it's so, so, so different because, well, when I was at our school and then going to the neighboring public state school, that was a whole little city, whereas we were operating in a house. You know what I mean? Right. And I want to make one thing abundantly clear. (laughs) I don't regret it. Like, I was where I was supposed to be. No, yeah. Because I'll say it. I would have not thrived at a big school. Uh -uh. That was not for me. But there is a forever bond those who have gone to a liberal arts school will forever have because we've had such a unique experience. And there are some things that are just so distinctly private liberal art university Mm -hmm. things. You know what I mean? And the first one that comes prominently to my mind is the classes that they make you take. Because I don't know if any of you, I'm actually confident that at least one of you has tried to transfer out of a private liberal arts university and you take your transcript to any state school and they're saying what the hell is chicken soup class <laughs> who do you think you are and the thing is like those were some of my favorite and my least favorite classes the gen eds mm-hmm. and i don't know if this is common for all liberal arts but like ours we didn't do our gen eds just freshman year like we took like basically two a year forever or two a semester for like every semester so they were mixed forever. in and The way I know a little bit about so many different things now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The first, well, so there was like that element to the gen ed. Then like your freshman year, you had to do like a few introductory courses. Mm -hmm. And like that's when I took my snake skin and chicken soup class. That was the title Mm -hmm, of the class. mm -hmm. Um, And that was like supposed to be like your introduction to college class. But like I'll say it, it was a waste of my good time. Yeah, because I know, I, I feel like everyone, that's not a, like a liberal arts specific thing. Yeah. It takes like an intro to college thing. But the way ours had themes, I for the life of me cannot remember the theme of mine. Yeah. But I know it was cray cray. Well, and one thing, one thing about a private liberal arts university is they are going to go absolutely delulu for a theme. No, they, well, and like I love a theme. <laughs> so I think that's maybe what drew me in. Yeah. But the way like we were taking full courses on like, the sexuality of jazz music. The sexuality of Remy the Rat. The way I've taken one too many classes on the sexuality of fill in the blank. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, because we had six different categories. Like, you yeah. could choose, like, science or, like, history or the sexuality, like, gender and sexuality yeah. was one of them. Yeah. And for some reason, I took so many of the gender and sexuality. You had to cross off one from each bucket. I took so many of the gender and sexuality ones. I want you to picture me this. 
a braid with more <laughs> strands than you could even imagine. Every strand is color-coded. And we were weaving those strands together and they presented a similar thing to us at like every single like discover the school event that I had gone to because I think I went to a couple like discover the school events for our school and I don't know why I saw that and then said yep sign me right up because I have never met something so complex in my life because it like starts here and you have your first strand of hair and then you braid it in with this strand but you have to braid in a different color every single Mm -hmm. time so that at the end you like have it all but like I remember when we were on our tour guide behavior and people were saying, hey girl, what is this? I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know how to start explaining that to you. The way, cause like we, I was still needing help on that element of my classes by literally my final semester. No. And the way that like I walked into my advisor's office and said, hey, so it's time that we talk about this again. And they'd roll their eyes. If you want to make a bad things worse, join the honors program. Oh! Because then you have to take... Within those strands of hair, you then have to strand in a different one, and like only certain classes meet that requirement. It was such a roller coaster. And to make matters even worse, by the time that I was graduating from the honors program, a narcissistic demon was in charge of it. Mm-hmm. And she just wanted to make our lives complicated. She just didn't want anyone to succeed. No, and she, her, and I fought I fought more with her than I think I ever have with a professor in my life my favorite I think element Mm -hmm. of our gen eds was when we took side by side hand in hand class on gender sexuality and the kitchen and like honestly it's a great theme there's so much to explore there I'll be honest that was maybe one of my top five classes I took every class that I took with that professor was it was fascinating yeah too. and I think the pinnacle of this which we may have teased in a prior episode because it's really fundamental to who both of us are totally is when we had to write a final essay talking about the queerification of Remy the Rat yeah from I think the 2009 Disney Pixar film yeah and I wrote an <laughs> like essay <laughs> I wrote an essay comparing Remy the Rat the main character in a necktie commercial <laughs> and Anthony Porowski from Queer Eye mm-hmm. how they are all queering the kitchen space yes i was just looking through the old google drive the old Mm -hmm. gd if you will and i found an assignment where we were analyzing an article in which i said the author compares remy the rat to a lonely gay and the fact that you probably got an a the fact that i definitely did and that's the thing is like going to a liberal arts university should automatically put you to the stack of any job you apply for yeah because no state schooler could write a sentence like that. No. The way that we are able to intertwine things in our brains. <laughs> I do, because another part of our gen eds thing is that you then got paired with people in other gen ed classes and you had to do a project combining all of those. Yeah. I remember one year we had to do a project combining Facebook. Yeah. The Me Too movement and Usain Bolt. <laughs> and we had to involve statistics. Yeah, because the whole point of this whole big braid situation was like an interdisciplinary slay, was how mm-hmm. it was marketed. In actuality, it was a nightmare. I'll say it. And like, the idea was there. Like, yes, we should be able to take what we're learning in stats and combine it with what we're learning, like a humanities course. Yeah. That was there. The like logistics of trying to pull these people from these different gen eds and get them to work together to create 
a stop motion video <laughs> on running <laughs> is like a little bit tricky because I don't really remember what I learned from that, you know? Well, and also like collaborating the schedules of four different people from four different majors because it was like me, history major, girl boss. On the other hand, business major, baseball team. Mm-hmm. We're all in a group together along with a music major who was never really around and someone else who's probably a STEM major. Like we are all a group. Collaborating on our schedules was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in a group with a young man named Bird. Bird never came to one of our meetings. Yeah. I was also in a group at one point. I can't remember what this individual's name was, but it was a treat. And I remember, I think I sent you this screenshot and it was like, I was in the coffee shop at the time of our meeting and i was like hey team where are you at and this one doll responded and said like new jersey <laughs> she, she just thought you wanted to know and i said so like our project mm-hmm. and like that i mean group projects you should never have to do them after fourth grade yeah doing them in a college setting could not imagine anything yeah. worse well and this kind of brings me to my next i what i feel like is a somewhat unique experience for a liberal arts university is that those group project members you don't know them but you know them you know everyone because our school was 1200 students including like grad school and commuters Mm -hmm. and so like yes i'm in a group with like an education major and like the pitcher for the baseball team but i know them both but like not on a level where we're like friends but where i'm definitely like going to see them for the next four years of their life regularly. Mm -hmm. So this group project is a lasting relationship. It's intimate. Yeah. And one thing that was an added layer for us that we've touched on in a previous episode is we've also seen our group members drunk, naked, and afraid. (laughs) Drunk, naked, and afraid. Yeah. On rounds. Exactly. Shivering in a corner. So it's really like a dual diagnosis to be both the academic weapon in a group project, but also resident assistant of the year. Yeah, because, like, honestly, these cousins were carrying that school. The other thing that came from, like, group projects or just kind of projects in general is, like, the artifacts that we were cultivating. Because I was in one class where in the span of... Maybe this was two separate classes, but in the span of one semester, the, like, ultimate project for the class resulted in someone making a board game someone else roasting a quail and bringing it to Mm -hmm. class me i sewed a doll i remember you talked about this in a different episode because mr board game my lover boy yeah and like i just can't imagine that happening at a state school you Uh -uh. know i can't imagine a sweet boy bringing in his tinfoil tray with his quail and mashed potatoes and saying here is my project right grade this remember when we did group fondue after we read the book Chocolat. Chocolat, yeah. In that one class? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, well, because that's the other thing is the relationship you have with your professors at Let's a talk small about it. liberal arts university. I had my professors on Snapchat, which yeah. I think- Inappropriate. Like, <laughs> inappropriate, <laughs> but like my brother, he had to go to office hours to say, hi, I exist. Mm-hmm. And like my professors, it was like, I'm grilling out Saturday. Do you want to come? No, I was texting them. Exactly. Yeah. I saw one of my professors in the Walmart of my hometown. Why were they there? Biking. Slay. (laughs) And like, 
I don't know. I feel like at a state school, you wouldn't be able to pick your professor out of a Walmart crowd. Right. Or they certainly wouldn't be able to pick you out. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I remember, um, because I was a music major, we had to do like one of our classes, zero credit hours, concert credit. And you had to go to X amount of concerts a semester. Then when COVID hit, they were all virtual. So me and my fellow music major roommate, we would sit at home one evening a week watching a Zoom concert. And our one professor, he was always texting us. He'd be like, what's for dessert tonight, girls? And we'd be eating our cookies and we'd say, this is what we're having. And he'd be like, mm, that sounds delicious. And we would bring him a box the next day. And it was just like... That was not happening elsewhere. No. Which is like a blessing and a curse because like I feel like I was lucky where 95% of my professors I adored. No, for sure. And all the ones that I had close relationships with I did adore. Yeah. And it was never weird. Yeah. But also like your professors, they do know you. Like in my one class, if you weren't there, the professor, he whips out his phone, he writes your number on the board and we all call you until you arrive. Like you're not getting out of class. No, you're not. I, I, I agree that, like, I feel like we were both lucky that, like, we got along well with the majority of our professors, but I can think of at least two that I despised, and one of them was for one of those stupid, um, like, school-specific interdisciplinary classes. To this day, I could not tell you what that class is about. Me and Salem took it together. The oh, man who taught it was class. the German professor. Yeah. I literally don't know what the class was about. We all just showed up and then stared at him for like an hour saying, girl, what are you talking about? But there was this one day where I was walking back to my dorm and he was walking to campus and our paths were crossing. I, 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 and see at a big state school, I would have ignored him. You know what I mean? But here I had to, you know, say something, but he was walking with a whole baguette gnawing on it, Mm -hmm. like chomping down. And it was right by that intersection where that boy got hit by the car. So like, it was a busy place. He was eating his baguette and I had no choice but to say, hi professor. Yeah. Awful. No, because there's no hiding. No, no Everyone knows you. Yeah. Speaking on the everyone knows you aspect of it all, one thing, and I I feel like this is true for all private liberal arts university type situations, Um, just thinking about like where my dad teaches, but one thing about a small school is they're going to have traditions <laughs> and they're going to have like, because I feel like this, the also like the social dynamics at a small school is like, there are certain students that like everyone knows and everyone like, not everyone. Cause I feel like I always hated these types of kids, but like collectively people adore. Like they are the popular. That's the thing is like at most college campuses, you don't have popular. Kids, yes. But like at a small university like this, there's the popular clique just as much as there was at high school. Yeah. Like that dynamic Yes. And the popular clique was always featured in these like traditions. You know what I mean? Like they were the king and queen at like the medieval dinner. Yeah. Like all of those kinds of things. But I just feel like there are certain things about a small school traditions that happen that shouldn't. Well, because I think the difference is because I feel like all schools have traditions. Sure. Like Auburn, that's a state school that I'm well acquainted with, they have like their heyday where like you walk around campus and you're supposed to greet everyone that day. The thing is that is already every single day at a small university. So our traditions, and also like, okay, if you go to like a homecoming game at a big university, there's a hundred thousand people there. Here at our homecoming, like everyone is an active participant. (laughs) Like when we have our medieval dinner, there's a certain je ne sais quoi because the choir 
that is in their medieval garb and carrying a dead pig above their heads. Yeah. That's 20 people and you've been in a class with every single one of them. Yeah. And like, because the whole student body can fit into the cafeteria, <laughs> uh-huh. we are all there. Mm-hmm. And that's what's like so, I think, alarming about the small school of it all is like having to face everyone at your most vulnerable times. It's not innately a bad thing. Like I picked my school for these reasons. Right. But it just brings a little something's different. There's no world in which you can hide. Because another tradition, exam break breakfast, mm-hmm. we would during exam week, like the like the night of reading day or something, we'd all show up to that calf at 11 30 p.m line up out the wazoo our professors are inside serving us eggs and bacon and we play bingo and i don't like, think that's so absurd though because really? my dad works does that too really mm-hmm. insane but i think i don't know if big schools do it but i think the thing about a small school is like your professor knows you and you know them like they're slopping your eggs onto your plate and they're greeting you and by the thing name. is like my professor should not see me at 11 30 and they should not see me at 11.30 after I potentially cried over their class that day. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a really... There's just a lot of tension. No, we have to have boundaries. Exactly. Boundaries are so important. Exactly. I saw on social media that this year, instead of bingo, they did karaoke at that event. Are you kidding me? And... No, we couldn't. No, we wouldn't have. Like, I'm saying I'm the first girl to defend karaoke in 90% of situations. Yeah. That is one where I can't defend it. Because, no. again, you're not an anonymous singer. You, like, you are a... People know your first, last, and social. You are going to have to face those crimes the next day in class. <laughs> it's a dangerous, dangerous world to be a student at a small school. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I feel like is important to address when speaking about a small private liberal arts school is one, the tuition they're charging compared to the facilities they provide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. I think we, I would love to tour some other private schools because. I only went to this private school because of the scholarship opportunities. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if this is the norm, but I think our school, like, in general, no one was paying that price no. tag. So we did not operate as private schools did. So our facilities were not reflecting that price tag. But, yeah. again, I wasn't paying that price tag. I feel like that is true, though, for most private liberal arts schools, is no one is pay- paying the full price except for, like, a select few. Mm-hmm. And, like... And if that's why the facilities are the way they are, because I feel like every single small school that I toured had a similar vibe. And, like, the the blueprint is it's a small private liberal arts university. They show you the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. We know this because we were tour guides. Yeah. They show you the best that there is to offer. And so you are going into all of the new buildings when you are on your tour. Right. But then when you're hanging out afterwards, when you and your mom are looking for a bathroom before you hit the road, you stumble upon a dirty little secret. Yeah, the facilities, they're they're not necessarily consistent. But I feel like that might not be unique to our situation. No. Like, I feel like at every school, there's the cream of the crop. One place the cream of the crop always was? The athletic center. The gym. Why are we putting so much money into athletes? Okay, I know the answer. Because they're getting the money for the school. But at our school, were they? No! And that's the thing. This, the, the athletes at our school need to get humbled and get humbled quick. Like, I get it at a state school where, again, those people who, like, are diehard fans of their college are spending thousands of dollars to attend every football game. We didn't have a football team. No! The only no. people at our games were the students who got in for free. Yes. And, like, I hated the way that some of the athletes walked around our campus as though they owned it. I'm here too. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really like intermingle in that crowd. The ones I did, I thought were fine people. No, sure. But like, why are the facilities so nice? Where is that money coming from? Because it's like, they're simply, I don't think they're bringing in that much money. Um, a memory that just struck me. This is not any, any ways. Well, it is actually specific. Um, so on move-in day at our school. Okay. You had to, after you've spent all day carrying heavy boxes in the hot sun, fighting with your parents, you're, um, everyone's emotional. You're sweating. It's August in the South. Yeah. You have to then put on a dress mm-hmm. and sign your name in our honor code while yeah. all the parents watch. Yeah. And you, not only that, but this is like your first impression with all of your freshman peers. Exactly. And like, I still... You may think, oh, first impressions, they don't matter. At this school, they do. They because do. Because I can remember, like, who I was lined up with. I still know who they are, and I know what they said to me that night. I know where they're living now. I remember it all too well. Like, that's a thing. And something I remember all too well from that night mm-hmm. is ceremony's over. It's the reception where they are gracefully pushing the parents out the door. Yes. And I have to pee. So I trot down that hallway. This is in our gym. It's all new to me. I walk into a bathroom. It's the men's. What do I see on my first night of college? Penis. A penis. It's a boy. I still know who it is. Ooh. And he's just peeing. And I say, he, we just. You we, spoke? <laughs> we make eye contact. I say, is this the men's? <laughs> and there, he, was... he opens his mouth. And then I say, the urinals. And I walk out. I was about to say, were there urinals? Yeah, because he was actively using one. Yeah. And you said, is this the men's? I, girl, I was so flustered. This was the most tumultuous Did day of my life. Did you see every bit of him? Yeah. Okay, this is a bit of a Cause why, tangent. Cause, okay, I don't know because I've not spent a lot of time in men's restrooms. Sure. I don't think typically the pants are down. Okay, that's what I was literally about to get into. When a man uses the restroom, specifically the urinal, like when we use the restroom, my pants are coming off. If I'm wearing overalls, I'm naked. <laughs> Everything's hung up on that hook. But, like, for a man, what's he doing? I don't imagine typically everything's out. Because, like, I thought the point of, like, the zipper and the little, like, pocket, secret pocket in their panties was to slip it out, do your business, slip it in, and go. Go and go. But, like... Are they dropping trout in there? He... I mean, they weren't around his ankles, but they were, like... It was around his mid-thigh, and then... You know how, like, you can hold your pants there if you move your thighs into a certain position? Yeah. yeah. Like, he had, like, a, a mild squat so that his pants were hung mid-thigh. And he's he, mooning you. Yeah. And, like, to be fair, like, he did think he had the privacy of the restroom at that point in time because no one else was in there. But I guess my when question... I <laughs> my next question is, are men just that vulnerable with their bodies with each other? I guess uh, this is why we need to get some men on this podcast. Because, like, I personally, if I was using the restroom as a as a woman, and like we as as girls who use the girls' restroom are had some kind of communal restroom situation, I don't know how I would feel about dropping trout like that. Okay, but here's the with thing someone too. else walking in. The girls' restroom is a liminal space. So true. Like the way. Like, picture us at Taylor Swift night. The yeah. way that the community was built in that restroom. Yeah. Or, like, my stall's out of toilet paper. Someone's handing you something No, I need a tampon. Like, Here you go. 
Like, can you zip up my dress? Like, things are happening in the girls' restroom that I don't anticipate happening in no. the men's. I've held a stranger in my arms while she cried in the, was it the London Heathrow? It might have been the London Heathrow airport. And so it's like, here's the difference. The girls are being emotionally intimate while having some physical boundaries. Mm. The boys, physically intimate, no eye contact, no talking, no, no emotional no. intimacy. No. This is fascinating. This is a fascinating revelation that you had that experience our first night of college. I also just want to full circle this real quick. Okay, yeah. Would two girls have this conversation had they not taken 82 gender and sexuality courses at the liberal arts university? No, they would not. No, they would not. Wow. I, one thing that I'm thinking about in regards to that specific night and that specific event is the way that they had us line up and walk down the sidewalk from, like, our... Do you remember this? From, like, our dorms to the place where we signed our little names? Because our campus was only one block wide, but we marched that whole block. On the sidewalk, with cars going by. on the main street. Because, like, again, we were an insular insular campus. Or maybe we weren't. I'm not sure which way that goes. But, like, these weren't college streets. This was, like, the main street of the city. No, it was. And if I recall correctly, this is all coming back to me now, we were led... By a bagpipe musician? We were, yeah. <laughs> we were. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the way that this is, like... What a fever dream. What they put you through that first day of college, like... It was giving, like, when you see preschoolers walking and they're all holding on to the rope. That was us, but instead of a rope, it was a bagpipe. hmm hmm And then after that, there was, like, a movie on the lawn. And I didn't go to that. No, I was beat. I was exhausted. What did you do? Did you just go sit in Girl, I went to bed. Because, like, we got there... We were moving in. My roommate my freshman year had so many things. So we had a lot to sort out in that regard. And then they were saying, put on your Sunday best and get that sweet ass down to sign this piece of paper and promise your life and honor to us. And I just need to know if if you've been through a similar experience, if your school did something similar, night one, classes haven't even started, cousintimepod at gmail.com let us know let us know because yeah. that whole like first few days did we we got it, it was, was like welcome weekend. It was welcome weekend and they had a myriad of things going on for us to try to get us to make friends the night before we moved in look what you made me do dropped <gasps> yes and i remember watching it in the hotel before college move in and then i can't remember for sure but i feel like like was it ready for it i think it was ready for it dropped like a couple days later but I remember like sitting in my dorm bed I didn't want to disturb my roommate yet so I got my airpods and I didn't have airpods at that point I got my headphones put them in my ears listen to that and like the way she's really been there for me through it all through it all yeah yeah well I think that's all that I have to say about our college experience if you went to college let us know what that was like for you Mm -hmm. cousintimepod at gmail.com yeah yeah um, switching over to our Aquanotes. Aquanotes. So actually, I didn't plan for this to match, but it kind of does, because our Aquanotes this week are elementary school social norms that we want to bring back, because the social sphere and the culture of being in kindergarten is just so wildly different from the real world, mm-hmm. but I think we should, I think the world would be a better place if we implemented some of those standards. Yeah. First up, secret handshakes. Yeah. Why don't we have more of those? I think people do. It's just not us. Mm. Also, like, the simple, the pure, like, want to be friends. Like, 
directly asking someone like yes. let's ask people out because like I see people all the time and I'm like oh I want to be friends with them but like I'm like how do I become their friend in a way that isn't weird? like let's use some direct communication do you want to be friends <laughs> yes or no circle check yes or no <laughs> yeah and my third one is playing school that was my favorite activity as a child and I know the last thing you want to do after actually being at school all day now is come home and play it but you can be the student this time no. Actually, you're about to be because of my crash course. Yeah. But. Yeah. Okay. I have silly bands. Bring it back. It doesn't need to be silly bands, but something that gives me the same sense of joy. Well, also because I feel like as far as the social norm goes, if we were wearing those out and about, you see someone, hey, you want to trade? We'd make so many friends. Yes. If that was the social norm. That's so true. Heelys. I think they're so fun. I feel like they had a bit of a renaissance. About like a year or two ago, like maybe during COVID. That bring that it back again. Yeah. And swinging. We don't swing enough. There mm-hmm. aren't enough swings just out and about for girls to hop in and swing. Yeah. My final one is trading food at lunch. Like, I wish we could. I mean, I don't have coworkers, but if yeah. I did, that'd be super fun to be like, wait, like bite for bite? Bite for bite. We love a good bite for I bite. I love a bite for bite. I thought of a couple more just sitting here. Hit it. <clears throat> Nap time. Yeah, yeah, we need to bring back. And like, I feel like some companies are starting to like have that, but like nap time elevated with like those nap pod things. But I just feel like at least I needed my day a time to get out my little mat, lay my body on the floor, lights off, sound off, decompress. Well, and like, let's hit us with that afternoon glory, that lunch, nap, recess trifecta. Bring that back. That's what we need. Productivity would skyrocket. It truly would. Um, and the other thing I was thinking about was note passing because I just feel like there's a certain je ne sais quoi to check boxes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, do you like this meeting? Check yes or no. Did you ever pass real notes in class though? Yeah, I, I did. Ever, did you ever get caught? Yeah, I did. Did you ever get read aloud? No. Oh, okay. No. But I love intercepting notes now. It's one of my favorite things to do yeah. is when I see students passing notes, I wait a minute. You love confrontation. <laughs> well, yeah. But I just like actually to know the, the drama. Mm-hmm. What I do is I wait a minute. I catch it, clock it, notes are being passed, I wait a minute, then I go over, and I always do it while I'm in the middle of, like, teaching, like, while I'm, like, vocally teaching, so that there's no talking back. I go over, stick out my hand, glare, it gets placed in my hand, I stick it in my pocket, and I save it for later for Mm -hmm. a little treat to read. My rationale here is I like to wait a little bit after I clock the note passing because I want to know There's what it content. says. I yeah. need more content, exactly. but I need to make sure that I time it right so that I'm sticking my hand out while they're still in the middle yeah. of passing. Because someone's going to slip it away if I don't catch it soon enough. Yeah. It's all about that sweet timing. Mm-hmm. Slays and dismays. Slays and dismays. My slay is that I think it was Sunday. Sunday was it? I cleaned my room. And I've kept it clean all week. She's fresh. But my ultimate slay is that every morning I've been making my bed. And like, I know it's true, but I always forget until I remember. That's a game changer. Your meds are working. I need to get my psychiatrist on the phone. Can we talk about how your psychiatrist has the same name as me, spelled the same way? Yeah, she does. I didn't know girls who spelled their name like me were old enough to be psychiatrists. <laughs> well, she Until is. I saw her little name on your pill bottle. Yeah, yeah. And she... 
upped my dosage, so it's about to get real productive oh up God, in here. What else are you gonna do, girl? I don't Maybe know. Can you make my bed next? I'm gonna organize my closet. Yeah. Wow, I wonder if that's why, because I've been so much absolutely. cleaner this week. No, absolutely. Have you noticed? Gotta be why. Yeah. Every time you walk by, is it a little cleaner just in general? Yeah. Because I get so I used to get so overwhelmed at every moment of the day because like my mind, I cannot function with like ever you know Mm -hmm. like I if there's multiple things I have to do I decision paralysis you know Mm -hmm. I can't decide what I'm gonna do first but then also I start things and I don't finish it so like I will start organizing my desk and then I remember that I need to go like put something away in the bathroom never make it back to my desk but find five other things to start on my way you know Mm -hmm. but it's clean as a whistle in there yeah Oh my God. It's so helpful to have you here knowing me pre and post because I I can't tell a difference, but can you? Girl, yeah. You've never, I don't think made your bed before in your life. (laughs) And this is kind of the pot calling the kettle black, but like there's always clothes on your floor. Yeah. Nothing on the floor right now. Not a thing. And it's been that way for like going on four days. I'm going to cry. So something's working. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, my dismay is that we are currently in testing week at school. Mm. So schedule's whack. The blocks are all out of order. So like my day is all out of whack because I have my first class last. And so I think my day's ending, but actually I got another batch of kids coming in. But the ultimate dismay is that this week I have had either lunch supervision or kids eating in my classroom Mm. every day. But then also my classroom is being used during my prep to like host another class. So like I have not had a single moment this entire week to myself without children in my classroom. There's no rest for the wicked. There is no rest for the wicked. It's ridiculous. What's a girl to do? That's exhausting. And it's like next week is the last week before spring break, but I am... I'm over it. Mm-hmm. I'm checked out. Mentally, I'm on spring break because I cannot handle mentally being in that building mm-hmm. with peace and love. Yeah. Another dismay is that my students found my LinkedIn earlier. Yeah. But that's, I think it's a slay. Sorry. I'm I hate it. to be unsympathetic. I hate but... it when they start reading out my resume. Yeah. I love that. That's so funny of them. Mm-mm. My dismay is like a corroboration of like the weather and my clothes. I feel like I have a lot of winter clothes mm-hmm. and I have a lot of like spring and summer clothes. But, like, the transition, The transition. I have no clothes for right now. Like, I'm so bored of all my winter stuff. I've been wearing it for so long. I'm ready to whip out the spring and summer, but it's not warm enough for that yet. And genuinely, I think I just, like, I need some more clothes. But I went shopping last weekend, and I really didn't find anything I liked. Oh. But I just, maybe I'm going to try again this weekend. I don't yeah. know. Because I just, I can't wear my spring and summer stuff yet. But, like, also, like, it's. I can't be wearing sweaters really still. Right. Well, and also, I feel like Old Navy is in her transitional phase as mm -hmm. well. That's what our friend told me when we were there this past weekend. Because we were befriending the Old Navy staff. We were making them giggle. Not only giggle, we were making them shout out and laughter. (laughs) Shout out and laughter is true. And, like, they were were styling us. (laughs) I've never been styled in an Old Navy before. He delivered bringing us a sport for you. Yeah. This is 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 for your friend. friend. And it was my size and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um... 
And it looked great. He was onto something. Um, but yeah, but, he was telling me that they're in their transitional mm. phase right now. That's why their squirts are out. Everything's out of whack because there's some, they're trying to phase out the winter and phase in the spring, but it's like, it's just an awkward time it's to be a so shopper. Awkward. It's so awkward. Because I went to two Targets too and neither one scratched the edge. Wait, two so, Targets? Because I went to one in the suburbs oh, and one in the mm, city. Yikes. But, um, but my sleigh is going to Lulu on the treadmill. Going to Lulu on the treadmill. I have been there like every day this week. Going mad ham. Going going bananas. <laughs> like, yeah, because what I do, AirPods in, worries out. Stretch, stretch, stretch. Crank that incline. Do it to your music. Yeah, I'm doing the Eras tour set list because if Taylor trained, I'll train. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She put in the work for the tour. And if I can't stand, jump, scream, and sing with proper breath support for three hours and ten minutes, I won't be there. No. So I'm training for this event. And yeah, the thing is, the minutes fly by on the mill, if you will, Mm -hmm. if you just crank in the tailor and do some tailorography. And like, depending on how crowded it is, that will determine the kind of choreography we're doing. Because like, if it's busy, we're just doing a little... A little Taylor eye. If it's a little bit less busy, we can add in like a Taylor hand at the critical parts of the song. And if it's like on Sunday I was there and it was empty, I mean, I was like, you win stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Is that when you were on there for 72 minutes? Yeah. Because I was at, like, I was walking that catwalk is the thing. Yeah. Like, I was, like, Taylor and I were actually in a band together. No, absolutely. And like, yeah, I was living in that fantasy. But I was strutting. Yeah. I was going to Lulu. As you should. And just give it a go, girls. Go to Lulu on the treadmill. Get after it. Yeah. Add in the hand. Add in the eye. (laughs) Wow. Well, I think that's all we have to say for this year episode of Cousin Time. Catch us on the gram. Catch us on the gram. It's, if you're listening and you're like, should I go to a liberal arts university? I know we're like a month and some change out from decision day yeah the answer is yes but just be ready to be real close to everyone no yeah be ready to examine the sexuality of an animated rat it's yes question mark yes yes and yes and (laughs) with that being said all my love